RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Time to welcome back Greg Simons from Tariba University, Riga, Latvia, uh, who has been on the program twice to talk about, well, um, things in his part of the world, but also as they kind of connect or circle back or whatever the term is to us here in the Pacific. Greg, good to have you back again. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Cheers for Paul. Okay, so I think we have to start with what happened in the Canadian Parliament uh, last week, as it is now, last week. Wow. Well, <laughs> they went from snafu to fuba, uh, yeah. as the expression goes, because, I mean, you, you have this general kind of anti-Russian tone going. I mean, if we look at this uh, Christine Friedland uh Yes, Deputy has, Prime Minister, uh, right? Yeah. Yes, it has certain roots, shall we say, from a, yeah. a, a specific ideology and region. Right. And what you had is they celebrated <clears throat> the whole parliament, a standing ovation for what they called a veteran uh, from the independence war with Russia. Yaroslav Lunka was his name, right? He was yes. 98 years old. Okay. Correct. And uh, what they failed to mention, he was from the 14th uh, Galician Division, which was part of the Waffen SS. And when you even have someone like Heinrich Himmler saying, these guys are thugs, <laughs> you, wow. you know they've reached a, a certain level uh, in their professional um, approach yes. that uh, defies they, they anything did, to do with humanity. They did the SS the real dirty work. Yes. They were involved not only in Ukraine, but they also heavily involved in crushing the Warsaw Uprising uh, for Nazi Germany. And hence, I mean, you had this very strong reaction if you looked on the sidelines, especially from the Polish ambassador to Canada, because he, he demanded an apology from the Canadian government. Because, I mean, they were massacring Poles, regardless of whether they were Jews or Poles, uh, in the Warsaw Uprising. Extremely bloody, brutal uh, in every way. And they were hailing this guy as a hero. So the the question is, because the Rota, the um, speaker, has taken the hit, and he's come out and said it was, if I heard him quoted correctly, that it was all his idea, that he didn't mm. kind of do his due diligence, got suckered in. Though it's, it turns out there was an approach from the Hunker family, who are quite wealthy uh, because mm. he's from that district, and he's given to a particular university that Mm-mm. the magazine, which <laughs> the former, the now deputy prime minister used to write for as a journalist in her younger days. So, you know, these people are known to the establishment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you would think. That the the speaker would all there'd be no surprises for the prime minister. Not at all. Uh, I mean, they they would just think that the public would not do their due diligence uh, because I mean they're trying to whip up this anti-Russian hysteria even more. And he seems like a good guy. And I mean, he's a sponsor. Uh, so uh, in yeah. this regard, but. Of course, they will know. I mean, the scapegoat is this rotter. Uh, I mean, he's taken the, the hit for the team, so to speak, because the boomerang back 
big time. Yeah, but more and than so that, he's, he's had to look like a fool. So if he's agreed yeah. to be the fall guy, it comes with reputational damage. Yeah, well, he's finished uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, I mean, what choice does he have? Because, yeah, take a hit for the team. Uh, he seems to have agreed to that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there come certain terms and conditions with that. Of course. It'd be remunerated, uh, wouldn't he, or positions yeah, that course. go... In, in some big. shape or form, definitely, yeah. Um, uh, High Commissioner to Kiev. <laughs> oh, oh that would be a lovely t- uh, post <laughs> at this day and age. <laughs> okay, so the, he must have known. Um, the Deputy Prime Minister must have known. The... Yeah. Um, what surprised me too was the just the buy-in from the members of the parliament. They, you know, no one did their due diligence on the spot. They just got up and they applauded, and it was wholehearted applause. And and it had this anti-Russian thing all through it. So, can we say that there is awareness in the power structure, the government of Canada, that um, that there is leaning sympathy or overlooking Nazis, real Nazis. Well, of course, because it's expedient for them at the moment. Uh, I mean, you got this uh, Russian moral panic or this moral panic about Russia in general. And so this was intended to sort of like put forward a hero. Look, this guy was fighting Russians ages ago, blah, 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 neglecting the fact. I mean, th- th- this is the... They were adhering to what you call um, the golden rule of propaganda. You, If you're to tell a lie, you tell a lie of omission. You don't tell a deliberate lie. So right. they told, okay, he did fight the Russians, but they left out the part where he is part of the Waffen-SS and a particular part of the Waffen-SS, which was notoriously brutal and responsible for numerous war crimes in yep. Ukraine, Poland, etc. Yeah, so um, in doing that, at also the time that uh, Trudeau wrote a $650 million Canadian dollar check to Zelensky, oh, that, yes. there, there must be some kind of... So that was supporting that act. Because, you know, you give them the money, it's yep. a lot of money. Canadians are yep. saying, hey, well, it's almost a billion dollars. Yet mm-hmm. you know, then you show this war hero and that kind yeah. of makes that worthwhile. Does it? Is that the aim? What, what they're doing, I mean, if you're looking at it in terms of uh, a rhetorical performance, what they're trying to do is use pathos. So this, this is to stir up emotions. Uh, and generally, at least in the short term, pathos or emotions always trump uh, logos or, lo- yeah. or rational logic uh, because, you know, the heart gets going, the brain stops going, and uh, y- you can have things slide uh, for a while and people will rejoice in being screwed because they're all emotionally charged uh, yeah. by the moment. And also, it's not often you get what could like or sound like to some a sincere apology from a politician. So mm. Trudeau comes out and he loads it all on Rota, obviously, is what he's doing, and, mm. and apologizing to all these groups that may have been offended how terrible it is. He never apologized to the Russians who lost the most from those people, no. so he excluded mm. them. But obviously, that we, we know why. 
But that could have that that psychological effect. That's maybe what you're talking about just there, where people go, "Oh well, oh, it's good to hear someone apologize and just admit it when they're wrong." You know, pe- people kind of like mm-hmm. that, and if they're not used to hearing it, it's 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 it stands out. But the point was, he never admitted individual wrong. He no. projected collective wrong because that guy. I mean, at a minimum, he's a narcissist, <laughs> but he's probably a, much worse than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, Canada, apolog- you just listen to what he says. Canada apologizes for blah, 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 blah. I would have been hopping mad if I was a Canadian citizen. I, because I, it was you, mate. Don't, don't rope us in. No, well, he, he, he's created this collective guilt. And in doing so, he's, he's done what Pontius Pilate did. <laughs> He wash, washes his hands uh, of any sort of individual responsibility. Though he did go, he did dump <clears throat> pretty well on the on the speaker. He he did throw him under the in, under the. Oh yeah, no, no, he he he's the ritual sacrifice uh, which has been made. So <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is the distraction. Look, here here goes the person responsible. Oh, Canada apologizes. Yeah, I'm above any wrongdoing or uh, yeah. admission of guilt. Uh, yeah, they found cocaine is, on is his, the quiet part. They yeah. found cocaine on his plane, so maybe it'd been. Uh, well, what, one can understand why Zelensky stays so close to him at the moment. <laughs> you always look for them sniffing. Okay, so can we say then? Do you think it's safe to say that actually Canada has a problem? Canada has a massive problem. And, I mean, the thing is, when you get a, a crisis like this, one of the the first point is, uh, well, if you have effective journalists, uh, which is, is a big thing when we're talking about mainstream journalism, which is, yeah, well, we both know where that is. Yeah. Uh, the, the first point is, is the mayhem phase. Who, what, where, why, how, these basic questions uh, get asked about the incident. But after that is established, then they move on to what they call the mastermind phase. And that is when you start looking into the background. Is this the first time this has happened? Is this a a one-off or a a repetition? And then you start looking into the the bigger details of, of this event in a wider context, uh, historical and everything else. And then you go to the scapegoat phase, which which is what uh, why Trudeau wrote it under a bus yeah. so, uh, already. But, okay, uh, I mean, you, you had these things in this mastermind phase already come out. The British and Canadian governments were complicit I mean, you, you had the Americans in their Operation Paperclip. Yeah, we know that. Uh, which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, which were uh, bringing in uh, Got different them parts. to the moon. Yeah, well, the, well not only. <laughs> they got yeah, but that was all, all kinds of places. But that was one of the, uh, the things that they achieved. <clears throat> but the, the British government and Canadian, uh, Canadian government also did the same. They were uh, bringing in all kinds uh, of Nazis. Uh, lower rank ones, of course. But why? Uh, but why? Why? Why do they do that? 
Well, because they're already starting to uh, look at the war against the Soviet Union. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, basically what happened after the end of the Second World War, uh, the British uh, and Commonwealth plus the Americans basically uh, co-opted uh, the Abwehr, which was the, uh, the German intelligence uh, service. And they also took over the, the different networks uh, of uh, what would we call them, guerrilla uh, and so forth operations, uh, especially on the Eastern Front. Right. So all, all of these uh, networks are, of spies and saboteurs, plus all, all the knowledge and know-how from these uh, top uh, German uh, generals and other officers who had been serving on the Eastern Front, these were the priority because they were already looking at uh, the next war, which they anticipated to be a hot one uh, with the Soviet Union. Although that, of course, was nipped in the bud uh, after the Soviets already displayed that, well, they had the A-bomb too. So it was a matter of getting, because the talent could have gone either way, right? They could have gone to the Allies yeah. or to, to the Russians and Stalin would, in the, <gasps> wouldn't have, he, he wouldn't have cared probably. So I mm. suppose you put in a situation where you try to have to mop up, you're going to have to mop up as much of the intelligentsia um, yeah. involved with any strategic advantage um, as soon as you can before the Russians get them. So you won't be very yeah. discerning necessarily in that situation. No, 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 because it was a scramble because the, the Russians were absolutely doing the same because if you look in the GDR, I mean, you had a number of uh, Wehrmacht generals uh, serving in the East German army. So, I mean, as you, I mean, you had the mirror uh, for the West German armed forces as well. Yeah. So you had this, uh, the, the scramble, <clears throat> this knowledge, this know-how, because they're the ones who, I mean, in, in spite of their, all of the different problems and shortages, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, they, they fought a fairly effective, even though losing war against the Soviet Union. So they, wanted this know-how, they wanted this uh, Well, experience. Von Braun, as an example, he, you know, invented the V2, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, and the, the Americans wanted to have that. That's where the space program, that's where um, intercontinental yeah. ballistic nuclear missiles came from. Yeah. So you can see why Absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, if you look at the US space program, I mean, it, it was just lined with uh, Nazi scientists and officials. It yeah. was Von Braun was just one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, but apparently, he but, became a born again Christian and saw the light. I, I read somewhere, but that may or may not. be Well, true. one would uh, if you had the choice between that uh, and the Gulag. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now in Ukraine, because um, Zelensky's been doing the hop around, it was interesting the way that, from what I saw reported, he was treated in the U.S. It's like the, and Poland doesn't like him anymore. It's like the. There's a disconnect from Zelensky slowly pulling uh -huh. back. Is that is that what's going on? Do you think? Well, I mean, you look what's just happened in the US now. As you say, I mean, they were promising twenty four billion, and now what is it six or something like this uh, at the moment? So uh, uh, this um, uh, this Zelensky is absolutely desperate because I mean. He's got nowhere to go. No. Uh, and 
his own, all of his options are bad. Uh, some are worse than others, but uh, none of them are good. And basically, he to stay alive, he needs to keep the war going because uh, if he doesn't, his what, what, do you, what do you say? Freedom-loving Democrats wearing those little black and red patches in Kiev will kill him. <laughs> and yeah. uh, if he, but at the same time now, <clears throat> he's discovering uh, what Kissinger said uh, about. But, uh, apparently, the, he met with Kissinger. He met with Kissinger in the yes, US. yes. Although they they put Kissinger on that uh, peacemaker website uh, briefly because he said. Ukraine's going to lose the war, so they put yeah. it on the, the yeah. hit list website. But anyway, what Kissinger said <laughs> uh, some time ago was uh, that to be an enemy uh, of the United States uh, can be dangerous. Yeah. To be a friend is fatal. <laughs> so okay. th- yeah. th- this, right. is, this is what he's discovering now. Because the U.S. will drop him. It's coming up to an election. Uh, he's becoming a massive political liability. Well, um, he's going to run out of, it seems he's going to run out of people anyway. So yeah, it's Dead Man's Corner no matter what for him, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, he, corner. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> well, he's in a very tight corner. <clears throat> and it's only going to get smaller. <clears throat> Meantime, you've got uh, Russia that obviously is... Um, yeah, very incremental in what they do and their defensive lines, if you've been following yep. that to any level, uh, seems seem to be impenetrable, you know, the three sort of levels of it. Yeah. Uh, ta- and, and wasn't one of their original goals stated special military operation was to eliminate the military capacity of Ukraine? And they've yes. done that. And people are calling it a meat yep. grinder. They've yep. lost... They've lost half of their population. It's not even a viable state anymore. No. Can't earn its way. So how do you think – I mean, the dominoes are going to fall, surely, in Russia's favour at some point. Yes. Um, I mean, you're in that part of the world. What are people anticipating? <laughs> Depends which people you're talking about because some are still living uh, in this la-la land, uh, speaking of a Ukrainian victory. I mean, it's kind of like watching the end of Downfall movie when the the you know Hitler's talking about the final offensive to yeah. push back the Bolshevik hordes while his bunker boom 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 you hear above like this. Yeah. I mean, uh, so you you got those ones who, who still. I mean, I, I was at a, a conference in uh, Karpacz in Poland um, back in uh, September. And I mean, the level of delusion is strong in these ones <laughs> because wow. uh, okay. they're, yeah. they're still talking about this U- Ukrainian victory. I mean, you get a few because it's politically incorrect and you will be attacked uh, if you tell the obvious uh, openly, although that doesn't stop me from doing so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you get that image. And you get these very weird stereotypes, uh, which are perpetuated these kind of uh, Mongol hordes. It's like this. Uh, yes, I heard someone uh, say that the Mongol hordes. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this was that nasty little uh, thing which used to be the public relations spokesman for Ukraine, that transgender American. Um, yeah, uh, what it, in the, yeah, uh, name escapes me. Yeah, uh, who was using perpetuating all, all of the, the these racist stereotypes and so forth, 
Um, so, I mean, you've got yeah, that guy. Yeah, the, the, I think that it was that they're not European, they're Asian, yes. and they're from yes. the Mongol hordes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, correct. Uh, which is which was what the Nazis were perpetuating the, the, during uh, the Second World War, the racial uh, Seems ideology. to be the common theme through this, Greg, is is Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Oh, yeah, yeah, but there's no Nazis here, nothing to see, folks. Oh, no, we, we <laughs> don't know where that comes from. No, okay, Russian so, propaganda. So, okay, they're, they're living in um, uh, denial in Poland, though. They're pretty grumpy about Canada, so that could be a, a little. A bit well, of a I mean, you said, I mean, during this conference, uh, I mean, you heard these ones. Oh, we're strong, we're unified, blah 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 blah. Uh, well, I dumped all over their party at the end, and you could you could see a few mouths going like oh, like dear, this in the audience. Popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like always, one has a certain role to play in life, and mine's not popularity and. Anyway, so yeah. I, I said, okay, there is no unity, uh, really. And the things that are going to break this are economics uh, and culture. The, these are the two, you know, culture, identity. Well, e- economics is completely shot to pieces, so that's yes, that's and, done. And, and culture is just, like, falling apart with, yeah. you know, inviting Nazis to parliament and that. And I said, well, and if you look at it now... I mean, the whole aim of this war uh, was to reduce uh, Russia and uh, power and so forth. And I said, well, now the the Russian military has never been so big uh, in decades. And I said, now they're well-versed in conventional warfare, fighting NATO standard-trained troops and NATO equipment. Yeah, and you could hear all of the, the pennies drop and the, the ah, like, uh, across the audience. But, I mean, that's the state of it. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> keep an eye on that. Now, we've also talked about this um, part of the uh, world before in our chats. So the U.S. making a move into Cook Islands and also um, the uh, New Age. Yes. Well, that's all part of the this great game, if, if we want to call it that, in the Indo-Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all it is. I mean, uh, th- I think the U.S. was caught off guard with Solomon Islands. I think that that that, that was quite a unexpected bonus for them. And so I, I think, I mean, th- th- this is that they're trying to project uh, power by taking up countries uh, to prevent China from taking them up. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that awkward for us? Because we're both, yes. they're both protect, we, we protect them, don't we? We're Protectorates, yes. Yeah. So they're kind of moving in on our territory here. The, the yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you should know your place. I mean, uh, Zelensky was told, his, uh, shown his place at the NATO summit in Vilnius when he uh, exceeded his authority. Uh, and I, I think this demonstrates that. I mean, it's, it's like France believed that it was an ally uh, of the United States, but the submarine deal with uh, Australia didn't go so well. So, I mean, this is what the US does. It has a long track record of chewing other countries up. The only difference now in the present time, the US 
is, I mean, level of corruption, uh, of, uh, well, economic devastation, uh, military decline, political decline, uh, it, it's much more. So it, it has no real carrot to offer. Yeah, they've offered 20, is, 20 million, I think, is what has been put on the table. But that would be nothing for climate that, assistance. Climate yeah. assistance is not even that. That's imaginary. So the Chinese yeah. build things, don't they? They they actually yes. build things. Yeah. No, no. I mean, the US has got nothing to offer, and what it's essentially doing is trying to turn these uh, into objects of US geo strategy. Yeah, but they they, get, they can be used against us now. Yes, correct. The New Zealand government, they have approved, they've welcomed the diplomatic relations between US and Cook Islands and UA. I'd have a problem with that, if I. but what do I know? If well, I, I mean, they're a good vassal state. Uh, they're not challenging the master, of course. I mean, this is all part and parcel of it. New Zealand is not a sovereign state anymore. I mean, they've put in their lot uh, increasingly with the US. Uh and, and, of course, this is part of this thing which the U.S. is using uh, against China. And, of, of course, this is not to be good for New Zealand because in the past they've been hedging. That is, they've been playing one side against yeah. the other. Yeah. They've been economically tied to China, uh, defence ties uh, with the U.S. So, but yeah, this is increasingly becoming non-sustainable. Because, yeah, that's interesting, the way we're sort of caught between the two playing, well, playing one off against the other, you could say it like that, but having interests, economic interests here yep. and historical diplomatic security interests here. When the tension is lowish between China and the US, surely New Zealand then becomes quite a good communication sort of portal. We can talk to them and they can sort of talk back through us and it's, um, it's okay. But when things get more facing off against each other, there's no point in having us to be the nice guy to talk between them. I, I, I mean, the US is at such a a stage of decline, <laughs> if we put it any better way. I don't think they're interested, and I don't think they're particularly capable of meaningful dialogue directly or through another party by now. Okay, yeah. I mean, the, the coercion, the stick, the, this is what they're using now. I mean, look what's happening to India for daring to be uh, a subject of international relations. So it's just it's just the way things are moving, and um, we certainly don't have as much control or influence over uh, the Cook Islands in New Way now. I would imagine that the Americans are in there. No. Yeah. They're, they're shoving uh, anyone else out. Uh, but the the point is, what is China going to do about it? So this well, what, what would they best. do? Do you think? I mean, if I was them, I'd offer something better. Okay. Or would you say to New Zealand, "Hey, hey, the milk powder"? Nah, don't know about that anymore. If they see the Americans going in there, they're not going to have any. The Chinese, I'm talking about, are not going to have any uh, great level of optimism or trust that the new that new zealand will assert its uh, interests yeah of course mm -hmm. yeah yeah no uh, so yeah, uh, new zealand will be out of the equation well altogether. you want to keep new zealand in fear of losing all that anyway wouldn't you that, yeah of course and they do uh, i mean uh, it's implicit um so i mean it's always behind it if, if you do step over this line 
uh, th this will probably be the consequences. And on the given the, the state of New Zealand's economy is, yeah, it, sure, yeah you don't want additional. Yeah. How high do we jump? Just let us know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember those propagandistic slogans of uh, rock star economy not so long ago rather yeah. than on the yeah. rocks economy. <laughs> don't say it. All right. Well, thanks for coming back on RCR again, Greg Simons, all the way from Latvia. We appreciate it, and it's always interesting to talk about these things because here in the mainstream media, we don't get those discussions, i got to say. All right? Absolutely not. Yep. We'll talk again soon, Greg. Thank you. All right. Cheers. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.